0: hello and god bless you to all of my beautiful sisters welcome to february where it's all about love did you know that managing your money is an act of self-love yes it is because as women being financially healthy is tied to our physical emotional and our spiritual health Because if we are not financially healthy, physically we can experience depression, anxiety, and that can lead to emotional eating. Today I have a special guest who's going to share how you can intentionally break the chains of debt and live in the financial freedom that God wants for you. Let's get to it. When it comes to women's health, there's an overwhelming amount of information out there, and honestly, it can be quite confusing. Diets, fads, trends, which one is right? What if I told you the answers to optimal health can be found in one of the most ancient medical books ever written, the Bible. If you're ready to take the guesswork out of living a healthier life, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally Show. I'm Rakesia McMillan honorably retired Air Force veteran, certified health coach, and award-winning author. After years of trying to recover my health the world's way, I was still sick, depressed, and had no energy. Finally, I surrendered to God and He showed me in the Bible how to recover my health, and it rocked my world naturally. My calling is to help women who are struggling and burnout to have more energy and lose weight by using God's prescription for physical, mental, and spiritual health. If you're ready to experience extraordinary health, grab your favorite herbal tea or power smoothie and let's get ready to rock your world naturally. At the start of the new year, I did a show entitled Seven Things That God Wants Us to Be Intentional About in 2023. It's episode 85, and I highly recommend that you listen to it. One of the things that God shared with me is that he wants us to be intentional about getting our financial health in order, and that's the purpose of today's show. But before we begin setting our intentions financially, the show has two sponsors, Get Fit 21 and my free course, Seven Ways to Boost Your Immune System and Live a Vibrant Life. You know, we just completed the first month of the year and maybe you've already fallen off the wagon with your New Year's resolution to lose weight and live healthier. Don't worry. I have a solution to help you get back on track through my Get Fit 21 health coaching program. Get Fit 21 is a 21-day, medically-endorsed, educational, and accountability program designed to help you achieve and maintain a lifelong healthy weight, blood sugar, cholesterol, blood pressure, and positive mindset. More than 35,000 people have experienced dramatic and positive results. Our culture promotes one fad after another leaving many women feeling confused about what to eat and how to become physically active. Get Fit 21 is different. It is a proven approach that combines science-based education, daily coach interaction, and a supportive, fun environment. This program empowers you to step into a healthy lifestyle. My next live virtual coaching Get Fit 21 group kicks off on February the 11th. Don't put your goal of getting healthier off another day. Show yourself some love by investing in your health. During this Heart Health Month, take action towards better health. Heart disease is the number one silent killer of women in the US. Together, we can change that narrative. If you spend 21 days of your life with me, it will be one of the best decisions that you will ever make regarding your health. You can go to my website, rakesiamcmillan.com to sign up for the Get Fit 21 Prime Health Pack. My coaching program comes with healthy eating guides, workout programs for all levels, balanced nutrition and supplementation, tools and resources to track your daily progress, audio lessons, videos, one-on-one coaching with yours truly. Research shows that it takes 21 days for a person to make a new habit. When you improve your habits, you improve your health. Visit my website at com to sign up for the Get Fit 21 Prime Health Coach Pack. Your heart will say thank you. In St. John 10.10, Jesus said, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly god's will is for you to live and experience vibrant health are you tired of feeling sick and tired do you want to feel energized and healthy i'm challenging you to take charge of your health and wellness today your immune system directly controls your body's ability to fight off illnesses and diseases everything from the common cold to cancer is affected by your immune system When your immune system is strong, you'll experience amazing health and vitality. Are you ready to say goodbye to always feeling sick and enjoy a healthy, energized life? My free course, 7 Ways to Boost Your Immune System and Live a Vibrant Life, was created to help you take charge of your immune health. Don't just exist, but live the abundant life that Jesus spoke about. In this course, you'll learn how to prevent illness. You'll discover natural ways to boost immunity. You'll receive tips on how to gain energy and vitality. You'll also get a colorful 20-page immune-boosting e-guide, video presentations to follow along with the guide, and I've also included bonus breath work according to biblical meditations all for free. Say yes to better health by enrolling in this course today. You can go to my School of Health at rakesiamcmillancommunity.com, School of Health. That's rakesiamcmillancommunity.com, School of Health to enroll in this course today. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us for today's show. And I just have to say that I am super excited about the interview that will take place on today. And my guest today, she's someone who is dear to my heart and I actually interviewed her about maybe three or four years ago on finances. And ever since that show, our connection has been truly divine. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who haven't had the pleasure to know her or hear her, I just want to introduce you to Karen Ford. Karen, she is a motivational speaker. She's a master financial coach, and she moves listeners to break the chains of debt as well as gives practical insight on how to create and build wealth. You can find Karen speaking at seminars, conferences, and motivating people to demolish debt and build wealth. She points people in the direction of debt freedom, ministers prophetically, and releases a wealth anointing. She has a gift of teaching in a practical and a fun manner. So Karen, welcome to the show on today. Thank you so much, Rikisha. It's so good to be here with you. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad to have you on today. I'm, I'm just excited about it. I am too. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's always exciting. <laughs> it, it is. It is. The last time we met was at last year's Space for Her conference, yeah, in 2022, where God used you mightily to deliver the message about breaking the bondage and the chains of debt in in the women's lives.
1: Yes, and that was so powerful. I I thoroughly enjoy when you know seeing God's hand move. Uh, among people and just being an instrument of his and letting him flow. However he chooses. I, I find that so rewarding just to see what God does. It's beautiful.
0: Amen. And I just love the gift of teaching on your life um, and the ministry work that God is, has called you to, to teach us how to become, financially sound in the body of Christ um, for the kingdom of God. And I have a couple of your books, you know, You Can Do It, Money <laughs> Matters. And I've just been so blessed, you know, by those. And one of the things that you share in in the Money Matters book is that you shared that God has not only given us the ability to create wealth, but He wants us to have wealth. He wants us to possess it. Can you expound a little
1: bit on that, Karen? Oh, I'd be delighted to. You know, so many times people in the body of Christ will take a scripture or the enemy somehow comes in and, and kind of thwarts our thinking and shifts our thoughts a little bit, meaning, Uh, here's an example. No, you need to be poor because if you're poor, just have enough that'll keep you humble. But that's actually not true. I've I've met so many people that haven't had two nickels to rub together and they're still in pride. So it's not the amount of money that a person has that God has a problem with. The, The issue he has is, does that money have your heart or does he have your heart? Because, uh, he wants us to have the wealth. And here's a question that I ask people uh, when they when they bring that topic up. And, and I try to say this very unoffensively by any means, but we also know that the word of God will offend <laughs> because mm-hmm. of the truth. But if God did not want us to have wealth, then why would he give us the power to get wealth? Mm-hmm. I mean, if he gives us the power to get wealth, that tells me he wants us to to become wealthy and there's nothing wrong with it. Some, some people have taken that scripture out of context and, and actually have quoted it uh, inaccurately where they'll say money's the root of all evil, but that's not what the scripture says. The scripture says the love of money is the root of all evil. God has no problem with you and I having money. The issue is does the money have us? That's the issue. Here's an example. If, if let's say uh, you hear the Lord say to you, hey, I want you to sow a seed of a hundred dollars to that single mom that's living down the street struggling. Mm. Okay. Are we able to do that? Or are we second guessing and say, I bind you Satan in the name of <laughs> 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 I say, no, that's my hundred dollars. I was saving that up for a new pair of shoes. Listen, there is nothing that we have that belongs to us. Mm. I'm going to say that again. There's nothing that we have that belongs to us. We are called to be stewards. And another word for steward is manager. And and I often think of the parable of the talents when Jesus uh, was telling the story about a, a landowner who gave One guy, five talents, another guy, two talents, another guy, one talent. Now, in the beginning, when I first read that years ago, I thought, well, that seems kind of unfair. Why would you do that? Why didn't you? Why did you make it even across the board? But when you read that passage, it says he gave it to them according to their ability, mm. which means we don't need to become envious or jealous of someone that we go to church with that seemingly has more money or has a better car or has a bigger house because he has given to them according to their ability, according to what they can handle. Now, when we look down through that passage on the parable of the talents, we see the guy that was given five talents and the guy that was given two talents, they increased it, they invested it. And what did the master say when he came back? He said, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm -hmm. He rewarded them. Nowhere else, does it say in the bible about well done thou good and faithful servant nowhere else the only place it's mentioned is right there and it's regarding money Mm -hmm. how many times have we said lord that's all i want to hear i want you to i want to hear you say well done thou good and faithful servant and so many times we think it has It has to do with us being godly and living a righteous life and being a good witness. And certainly God wants that for us. But what that parable is talking about is money. How well are we handling the money and the possessions that God has entrusted us with? The guy that had the one talent, what did he do? He went and he hid it. Mm. He buried it. And his attitude <laughs> when mm-hmm. the message came back was far from epic. <laughs> and he said, Well, you ought to be happy. I, I still have the <laughs> <yours." laughs> Well, if, if you are an investor, if you if I entrust my money to somebody, whether it's a stockholder, whether it's you know, Edward Jones, whatever, no, I don't want to hear you say to me. Well, you ought to be happy with what you have because I did I didn't, you know, it's not less. It, you have the same amount that you gave me that you entrusted me with. Mm-hmm. No, no, God does not reward maintaining, He rewards increase. Yes. God does not reward us for maintaining what he has given us, what he has entrusted us with. He rewards us according to what we have increased it to. And what was the result? The guy that had one talent that buried it and he came back and, and, and the master said, you wicked, lazy slave, I'm going to take your talent and I'm going to give it to one of these guys that increased it. In other words, whatever it is we have, whether it's, Uh, our job, whether it's money, whether it's talents, whether it's gifts, are we hiding the gifts that God has given us because we're shy? Listen, shy is a learned behavior. (laughs) God gave us all gifts and talents not for us to hide them, but to use them. My gifts and talents that God gave me are not for me. They're for the rest of the body of Christ. The money that God has entrusted us with is not just for me. It's so it can be given out to the body of Christ. So it can be used to uh, increase the kingdom of God. So, To answer your question, I know I went all the way around the barn here. <laughs> it's
0: good. It's good. There's
1: wrong with us having wealth. Mm-hmm. Does the wealth have us? Are we, and there's nothing wrong with enjoying it. Want to buy a boat? Want to go enjoy fishing? Want to go enjoy some trips? Go buy new pairs of shoes. Yes, I do love shoes. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoy a Starbucks coffee every now and then. But God has no problem with us enjoying the fruits of our labor. He has Mm -hmm. no problem with that. But if we're enjoying it to the point, Where if God says, I want you to sow a thousand dollar seed into that ministry, I want you to sow $500 to this struggling single mom. I want you to give to missions at your church. I don't know what it is. There's so many places that we can sow seed. There's no, so many places that we can give and and you know be Jesus with skin on, so to speak. Yeah. We don't run out of places that we can sow and give offerings. We don't run out of those things. Mm-hmm. I don't know where God is going to speak to you about. And you know what? We don't have to wait for God to speak to us specifically. We can sow seed in our own home church. We can sow into the missions offering. We can sow to the single mom down the street that's struggling. Mm -hmm. We don't run out of places to do that. We just have to make sure that the money that God has entrusted us with, we have it in the right perspective. Mm.
0: I think that's so good. I'm really like really meditating on that area where you spoke about it being a heart issue, Karen, where God has to know that we are willing and ready to give him everything. Yes. Like there can't be anything that we hold back from God, including the money, because it's not ours to begin with. We're just giving back to him what already belongs to him. But a lot of times it is, you know, a heart issue and God wants to make make sure like you said that the money does not have us. And so for someone that might be struggling Karen like with a heart issue concerning just letting go, fully surrendering and yielding to God in this area of our lives, like what would you say to that person?
1: Well, I would say, well, first of all, God will test us. You know, mm-hmm. money is a test. It's a huge test.
0: Yeah. Because
1: when we get, every time you get a paycheck or get a rebate or whatever it is, anytime you get money, it's a test. Yes. Because- God's testing our heart. Okay, here's an example, the tithe. The tithe is 10%. It's in the Old T- Testament. It's in the New Testament. It happened 500 years before the law. It's after the law. Matthew 23, 23, Jesus in red letters, red letters. <laughs> <laughs> says, you ought to do it and not leave the other undone. Meaning he, we, we are to tithe. Hebrews yeah. talks about... You know, we need to tithe. And when we bring the tithe in, it's more than just putting money in a tithe envelope and putting yeah. it in an offering bucket. Literally, Jesus receives our tithe. Listen, I look at it like this. God only asks for 10%. He could ask for fifty percent. <laughs> you know, he only asked for ten percent. But see, anytime you see the number ten in scripture, it's attached to a test because mm. how many plagues were there in in Egypt? There were ten. Yeah. Right. How many? You know, uh, the 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 ten virgins, right, with the mm. lamps and oil. Ten. There's yeah. so many times we see the number ten in scripture. It's always attached to a test. Tithe means 10. Mm-hmm. So every time we get paid, we have a decision because that's the beauty of what God did for all of us. He gave us a free will. Yes. And can choose and decide, am I going to hold this back or am I going to return the 10%? And I actually laugh sometimes when people say, well, I give God 10%. Mm-hmm. I, give tithe, I give the tithe. No, nowhere in the Bible does it say give the tithe. Hmm. Anytime we see the word tithe in scripture, it says, bring the tithe. Why? Yes. Because we cannot give something to God that does not belong to us. Hmm. We cannot, we're not giving God the tithe. Yes. God says the tithe is mine. The tithe is mine. That's God saying that. So I can't give God the tithe. I'm returning the tithe. It's no different than, uh, here it is, Rakesha, you'll laugh at this example. Let's say I hand you the keys to my car and I say, Rakesha, you can use the car, Uh, use it while I'm gone. When I come back, you know, then we'll settle up or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say I hand you the keys to my car. You're enjoying it. You're driving around. You're cutting people off. You're <laughs> blowing <laughs> the horn. <laughs> no, you're probably not cutting people off. Okay. And then I return. I'm returning from town. And you come to me and you have the keys to the car in your hand. And you hand me the keys. And you say to me, Karen, I've been praying about this. And I just want to let you know. I feel led to give you this car. Well, I'm going to look at you with a very perplexed look on my face. And I'm going to say, Rakesha, you're not giving me that car. You're returning that car because that car is mine. Well, God's the same way with the tithe. Mm -hmm. We cannot give God the tithe because it's not ours. It's his. We're returning the tithe to him. We're returning it. We're not giving it. So to answer your question again, I went around the (laughs) phone again. For those who are struggling with the heart issue, Mm -hmm. I feel you because many, many years ago, I heard this message on tithing and it was a real struggle for me Mm -hmm. financially, emotionally, mentally, because I could not wrap my brain around how am I going to end up with more yeah. if I give the 10%? If I return 10%, that means I have 10% less. How is that going to work out? Yeah. And, and I really struggled with that. Mm. But the, the scripture says in Malachi, God says, test me. Yes. Prove me. Yes. And, and you'll see that I'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon you of which you can't contain, of which you don't have room to contain all the blessings I'm going to pour out on you. Mm. So I took God at his word and I told him I was just up up front and honest with the Lord. Listen, there's no reason to try to hide anything from God because he already knows anyway. Mm -hmm. Just be honest with him and say, Lord, I am struggling with this. I know I need to tithe. I know I need to give offerings, but this is hard for me because I can't see how it's going to work. But brothers and sisters, this is faith. Mm -hmm. If we already knew and could see how he's going to do it, then that doesn't require faith on our part. It says the scripture says the just shall live by faith and faith is what pleases God. So we have to use our faith and say, God, I'm returning this 10%. I'm returning this tithe to you. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. We don't have to know the how as long as we know the who. I love it. I love love it. it. (laughs) Yeah. And God will meet us right where we are. And, and God, you invited me to test you. So I'm taking you at your word that somehow, some way, even though I end up with 10% less of my income, you're going to work things out. And I will tell you right now, Rakesha, in those days, I would tie that 10%. And all of a sudden I don't know how God did it. I'd get a rebate in the mail. I, someone would yeah. give me money. They'd give me a holy handshake and there'd be yeah. a bill in my hand. I can't tell you time and time again how God did that. But I had more. Listen, brothers and sisters, when I didn't tithe, mm-hmm. I was always a dollar short and a day late. Mm-hmm. But when I began to tithe, I was able to save money. Yeah. I was returning the tithe. I was giving offerings, and I had money in the bank. <laughs> mm-hmm. You cannot go wrong with taking God at His word, because He will meet you right where you are, and and just be honest with Him and say, Lord, you know this is uh, this is my heart here. I don't want this in my heart. Yeah but I'm asking you to change my heart and I'm going, I'm going to take you at your word and I'm going to begin doing what you've called me to do. I'm going to begin tithing. I'm going to begin giving offerings and I'm going to watch and see how you do it because I put my faith in you. I don't put my faith in the money. Yes. And see when we're unable to give God what he's asking us to give, Mm -hmm. we're putting our faith and our trust in the money. Instead of putting our faith and trust in Him, Mm -hmm. yeah,
0: and I love the revelation how you were talking about bringing, you know, the tithe to Him. There, that's such a big difference, and I don't think that that's taught in churches or in the Body of Christ as a whole because I've never, you know, heard the revelation in that regard, but that's clearly what's written in the scriptures to be able to bring, um, to bring the tithe back to, to God.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so thinking about um, the books that you've written, Karen, and again, I've been so blessed, you know, by them because your books, they answer so many questions, you know, regarding God's thoughts about money. It gives us some practical insight and steps to help demolish debt. There's principles in there regarding building wealth. And so can you share, you know, how is it that you as a a master financial coach, if someone were coming to you to say, you know, I've got this amount of debt, I can't see my way out.
1: Like, how do you help people in that regard? Well, thank you for asking that. And absolutely, uh, especially now, you know, during the days in which we live, the sooner that people get out of debt, the better off that you'll be financially. Mm -hmm. And this is a struggle for some people in the body of Christ, because they become afraid. Listen, we can't we can't uh, cannot operate in fear. We must stay in faith and God will meet you where you're at. So to answer your question, when people come to me and they say, I have debt, I got to get out of debt, please help me. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask a series of questions and find out what your goals are 20 years from now. Financially, where where do you see yourself? Where do you want to be in 20 years, 10 years, five years, even a year from now, six months from now? What are your goals? What do you see yourself doing? What do you want to be able to do? And so I get a picture of what your desires, your hopes, your dreams are, where you want to be. And then what I do is we go over the, the nasty four letter word budget, <laughs> <laughs> because so many times people treat the word budget as a, as a cuss word. And oh, it is isn't. Yeah. a budget <laughs> is actually your buddy. A yeah. budget is you you're telling your money what you want it to do instead mm-hmm. of wondering where it went and you're in control when you budget So that's the first step into taking control of your finances and getting out of debt. So we're going to go over a plan of a budget. I'm not going to tell you what to do. The person has to come up with what, what they're willing to do because I can, you know, I can shoot off instruction after instruction after instruction, but it's not going to do any good if you're not willing to do it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you some key points and then, you know, I'll validate, yeah, that's a good idea. Or are you willing to do this? Because if they're not willing to do it, uh, I, I coached somebody one time who was not willing to give up their Starbucks coffee Mm. drink every day. I had to work around that because I'm not going to try to make somebody do something because Mm. if they're not going to do it, then it's not going to work. So I have to work within the realm of what they're willing to do. Mm -hmm. Then what we do is after we go over that four letter word and budget and come up with a plan, then I'm going to have you list all of your debts from smallest to largest. And the, this is what we call the debt snowball. Mm. And so let's say the smallest debt you have is a credit card with a balance of $50 on it and your payment on that credit card is $25 a month. Okay, well in two months that credit card is paid off, then you're gonna cancel it, you're gonna cut it up. Now instead of taking that $25 a month payment and spending it or uh, banking it, you're gonna apply that $25 a month payment to the next debt Mm -hmm. along with its minimum payment. Let's say the next debt is uh, another credit card, and there's $200 on that credit card, and your payment's $50 a month. We're going to add the $25 to the 50 and you're going to pay $75 a month until that credit card is paid off. The reason that we do that, Rikisha, is because if you know, we live in a fast paced right now culture. We have drive through fast food. We have drive through banking. We have drive through coffee. You know, we have Amazon at our fingertips. We can buy things at a moment's notice with a press of a button on our phone. Yeah. We want it now. Amazon Prime, you have it in a day. Amazon <laughs> now, you have it in an hour. We want things now. Well, mm-hmm. if, if we don't see that this debt snowball uh, is working, then we're not going to stick with it. That's why we start with the smallest debt first instead of the highest interest rate debt first. We want to get a quick win under our belt so that we'll stick with the plan. And that is what, you know, I know that sounds like, uh, well, that's going to take a long time. Not necessarily, depending on how much debt you have. And let's face it, right, ladies and gentlemen, it's really Yay! easy And really quick to get into debt. But it's going to take a little bit longer to get out of debt than it did to get into debt. Mm -hmm. But this is where the beauty is when we're people, when we're men and women of faith. God will come alongside and he will help us. Mm -hmm. He will help us.
0: Yes, he will. And with, you know, the clients that you've coached, what has been... The largest amount of debt
1: that you've helped someone get out of, Karen, eight hundred and forty thousand dollars. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> yes, they had uh, a house. They had rentals. They had a boat. They had three vehicles. They, they, and credit cards. They, they had a lot, a lot of debt. Yes. And that that coaching was actually over the phone. <laughs> oh, that was not face to face. I've coached people all over the continental United States. Um, and we've done it FaceTime. We've done Zoom. We've done kneecap to kneecap in person. We've done it over the phone. There's a variety of ways of, of you know, coaching that, that will occur. Yes.
0: Oh, that's outstanding. So $850,000 worth of debt. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening and you might be thinking that it looks insurmountable, it takes a level of faith to trust and believe God. And then to have someone come up alongside of you, like Karen, to guide you through this navigating um, this journey that you're going on. She's going to help navigate you through the journey to get out of debt because she's helped so many countless individuals to find that freedom that God wants us to experience financially. Because when we don't have financial freedom, it hinders us because it leads to, and I mean, I'm on the health side of coaching But there are women that come because they're emotional eating, because their finances are a wreck. They're having levels of anxiety and depression because their finances just are not in order. And Karen is that that coach that that God can have you come into your life to work up alongside of you to help you to get out of the debt. Amen. Mm hmm. And so for those people, Karen, that want to reach out to you, connect, find you, where can they find you out there on the web?
1: Absolutely. Well, my website is karenford.org. Um, you can reach me there. All of my books are on that website, as well as on Amazon.
0: Wonderful. And is there any final words of wisdom concerning finances or money that you like to share today Karen?
1: Absolutely. It doesn't matter how much debt you have. It doesn't matter how much debt you have, you can always get out of debt. You there is hope for every situation.
0: Mm. Amen. 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 Well, thank you so much for being my special guest today, Karen. You, you are, are most a welcome. place <laughs> in my heart. <laughs> Amen. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure um, hosting you. And um, we're going to be looking out for more great books to come, you know, in the future. Um, and your books are also found on your website as well, Karen. Yes. Yes, I highly encourage those of you that are listening, if you want to get into real estate, again, get out of debt, any and all things related to money, please visit Karen's uh, website, karenford.org. And so again, thank you so
1: much, Karen. It's been a pleasure having you on today. My pleasure. Thank you, Rakisha. God bless.
0: I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. I pray that it blessed and challenged you to move towards living the abundant life that God has for you. If so, would you stop right now to share this episode with someone who's been praying to improve their health spiritually, physically, or emotionally? I would love it if you could take 30 seconds to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This is the only way that I know that you're liking the show. Also, it rocks my world to hear from you. Lastly, come on over to my free community, rakesiamcmillancommunity.com to grab your free gifts. I have everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. Also, head over to rakesiamcmillan.com to explore my health products and sign up for free complimentary health coaching. My prayer for you will always be 3rd John 2. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. I'll see you in
1: a few days. God bless.